Hello, and welcome to Music Rewind, a podcast where we look to tell the stories behind our favorite albums. I'm your host, Steve Epley, and in each episode, I will invite a guest to tell us about their favorite music album, how they discovered it, and what makes it special to them. We now join the following program already in progress. We'll throw to you then, Doug. Mine was a uh, favorite singer, and I was really a, oh yeah, I was really a, a toss up on this. But I want you guys to go through, and then I'll, I'll tell you mine. I, okay. I went with Roy Orbison personally. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like Running Scared and Blue Bayou are just perfection to me. Yeah, I love Pretty Woman. I mean, that was yeah. too mainstream, but he had so yeah, many good was- ones. But you mentioned the Wilburys earlier. I mean, I love the, oh, the tracks that he's got on there. Uh, Nobody's too. Child. And, just and just his yeah. part when he, when mm-hmm. he, you know, he would just, his that voice, his, just, yeah, his five seconds of the song smooth. was awesome. It did. It gave me chill bumps back then. I'm thinking because he was mm-hmm. pretty much plucked out of obscurity, obscurity. Yeah. Uh, and then boom. And I don't know if people realize how big he was. I mean, he was in movies and all kinds of stuff and, uh, you know, he was, he was the man there for a while, you know, there's a, there's a great concert and most of it's on YouTube called the black and white concert where it's, it's him, it's him and, uh, just doing all his hits, but his backing band is, is Elvis Costello, Bruce Springsteen. Oh. Uh, I, I, I want to say Ringo, but don't quote me on that one. But I mean, just just like an all-star backup all-star. band and just him singing oh, wow. his hits it, called the black and white concert, black? the black and white concert. Okay, that's, yeah, that's great. I'll, I'll have to check that out, man. That's what, yeah, I'm a huge fan of his, and I think uh, Van Halen did a couple remakes of of his songs, yeah. and I, I think they did them justice. And I think I had said that I do usually like the originals uh, better than somebody redoing them. Um, and, you know, some of those songs, I, I, I think Van Halen. But I'm very prejudiced on that. I think they did. I think they did justice to him. Would they really? Yeah, Van they Halen? Is Van Halen your favorite band? Yeah, <laughs> <Are they? laughs> yeah. You you you're gonna guess. I've heard that good things day. about them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Luke, what's your favorite singer then? Uh, see, this this one was a difficult one for me. I, I, I tend to lean towards the the more obscure, uh, oddball, uh, not a classically trained voice. So, so I, I, I don't know. Are, are you looking for classically trained? Because yeah, I mean, I could take the easy route and say Freddie Mercury or Elton John, but yeah, um, for, for my for my personal taste, um, I like Neil Young. Neil, Neil Young, um, he is he's not considered a, a great voice by any means, but it's something about the the feeling and the emotion, and you know, he's just he's just got that that uh, it. it it, it works for me personally. So yeah, um, same, with his, yep. same with his guitar playing, you That's know, right. it's dirt, dirty, gritty. Uh, just it, it, he's got a sound. There's a future episode of the podcast, uh, not yet recorded with a musician from the UK. Who's going to be doing Neil Young's uh, live rust. Really? Oh yeah. That, that's awesome. Yep. yep. That's a fantastic album. And, yep. and uh, his voice works well with others. Uh, Crosby, Sills and Nash, you know, that they, they did their, it was, it was on my albums. list, buddy. I mean, you, that's, that's really good yeah and it's a yeah. unique voice it's you know, no one else sounds like you know, rocking in the free world is completely different than old man but they yeah. both of them are rocking tunes you know they rock differently Absolutely. but they 
Yeah, I like him too. Hey, and he just got his wife, uh, was it Daryl Hannah that played in Splash and all that? She's yeah. pregnant. I think she's 61. Oh, yeah. he's, he's 77 what? years old. Yep. Yeah, yep, yep, she's yep. pregnant. Yep. They said they oh. did it the old fashioned way. I don't know what they mean by that. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think the emphasis on the old. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> you got that right. No kidding. Mm. So yeah, short short list to Ray Davies, Roger Waters. You know, I, I like I said, I, I don't I don't like the the I, I don't I shouldn't say I don't like I, I don't lean towards the the classically trained. Yeah, uh, I, I I like the the unique voices. Yeah. Who, who do you yeah, like? Yeah, I guess I guess that's the same. I, I did kind of the same thing, Luke. Uh, mine, there's like I, I was thinking of a, a particular song, and one of them for me is Mark Lanigan from Screaming Trees on um, "Nearly Lost You." I don't know what it is about that song and his voice in that, but like it gets me every time. Just gives me like a a chill on the back of my neck when I when I hear and I hear that. But I went like overall favorite singer i went with susan tedeschi i mean that girl could sing me the phone book and she i would just be like what do you want me tedeschi to do band? absolutely yeah yep. what do you what do you want me to do i will do it I mean, could, <laughs> <laughs> it's just one of those voices that just like oh i love the way she sings i, I caught them it. at bonnaroo they were great nice yes that whole band is super solid your trucks is in the Elman brothers now right um, he's the Allman Brothers has of, a bit of a revolving door of yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah Derek yeah. Trucks. No, he's an amazing guitar. The other, Absolutely. the other one I put on there was um, Levon Helm from the band. Oh, nice. oh, the band, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love, I, I love. Uh, I've been listening to them a lot lately over the last year, few years for some reason. I, I never was super super into the band and then the last few years it's just like i listen i've been listening to them all the time it seems like i love the band and, and they're actually an answer i have later on for a question um oh, cool yeah but, yeah, but I, I i love the uh, i mean all three of their main singers now i mean uh, robert robertson doesn't sing but the other those are guys rick danko, was, uh, rick, rick danko, rick danko and, uh, and manuel garth garth yeah manuel yeah yeah that's what i <clears throat> That's cool. The Rick Danko, the 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 harmonies that he does with the band, I mean, they're just phenomenal. Yeah. It's got that hill that hillbilly, you know. I, again, I'm not like musical. I guess they used to turn Robbie Robertson's mic but, off. <laughs> yes, he's a yes, he's yeah. a horrible singer. He's he's very horrible. They turned it off. Like I guess I heard rumors that he was trying to sing at Woodstock, and they completely when they they did some of the went back and listened to it they edited them out completely because oh, it was freaking horrible <laughs> i don't know if that's true or not i have two because i have what i would consider the old classic singer and then i would have a new uh as far as my favorite singer the old classic singer was the singer for bands like uh free bad company the firm and oh, took over yeah. for freddie mercury for queen and that was paul rogers to yeah. me, that guy—that was too easy. That was too easy. I thought of that. Too. That has That's, rock and roll, man. That guy can sing I, anything. I That's what I believe it. it. Yeah, I believe it. It may not be totally showy. No, I agree with that. Yeah, I think uh, he's. Yeah, you know, I think definitely. he does have that perfect classic rock and roll voice. Um, he definitely does. The modern guy, uh, some people might not know, but um, Michael Sweet who took the place of the singer for Boston when uh, the, the 
singer passed away, but he also played with a uh, group called Striper in the eighties. And he still sings there, a Christian rock band. And he's like a hired gun. He's done stuff with uh, Lynch, George Lynch and uh, Tracy guns from uh, LA guns and the original guns and roses. And he's like, um, that guy is consistently, he sings, he can get really, really high, which you have to do to sing Boston. But yeah, this guy is older and he's like the only old singer I know that can still hit the things from when he was 20 years old. So I would look up some of his stuff uh, as a modern. Striper came up in the Kiss conversation as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. that's what, you know, the, the, and they just replaced the uh, bass player after all those years. The the band was pretty much together for 30 years. Uh, and from playing arenas to playing Goodfellow's Pizzeria in Pekin, Illinois, doing acoustic yeah. versions, you know, and that actually happened. You remember, Al? So <laughs> yeah. they, they actually, you know, to, to now they're back out there. All right, uh, final round of questions here. Who wants to... Uh wants to volunteer first one i'll go first so uh my final question is which classic rock bands do you have a complete set of records for so the, their entire studio discography we don't need to delve into the b-sides and the, the live say, you can probably guess that. mine <laughs> take, take a uh, guess Ario Speedwagon, right no, yeah. no at one time i had uh, uh, the collection then later on i kind of fell off on buying them you know what i mean but uh i you know, had a lot of that, but mine would be very easy. Uh, Van Halen and then anything with Ozzy that includes, um, obscure yeah. songs. Uh, the, uh, stairway to heaven, highway to hell album. When he did the purple haze, yeah. uh, remake, um, Ozzy sings with miss piggy. Uh, I mean, there's some, ob- <laughs> there's obscure things that, you know, only in Japan, that kind of stuff. But uh, all the way from Black Sabbath to, you know, till now. And then Van Halen is pretty much the same thing. Uh, I looked up on the Internet and found some of the music stuff that Eddie Van Halen did, even if it was just snippets and things. To include Van Halen 3, which we discussed. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I was the guy that bought that. So <laughs> I've got it. I got the CD. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Gary, Gary Sharon was there, you know, I mean, that's another good voice. I mean, he's actually got a great voice. He could have been is. in that other, earlier list. Yeah. And extreme yeah. was a great, you know, he, he was putting it impossible. He was putting an impossible position. There. Yeah. I mean, that was, impossible. that was not his fault at all. No, you're absolutely right. So, um, so if we're going like vinyl, um, I mean, if you go MP3, I, I got, I got everybody, I got it all. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, for vinyl, though, um, the Jimi Hendrix experience, only the three. It's only the only full, I guess. Oh. To answer Luke's, you know, question, the completest would yeah, be not even, not even Deep Purple. Oh, you don't have the later mm, stuff. There's you way too early no, there's stuff. way too many. It's like the Stones. There's way too many. There's some albums that are like, uh, and and even um, even Zeppelin. I don't have um, Houses of the Holy or the the Coda 
Discord presence. I've got two copies of Coda. I've got two copies of Coda. Ali, you can have one of them. <laughs> okay. Luke, I'll mail you my address. You've, you've, you've redeemed yourself. There you go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> now, now, Al, do you have Band of Gypsies on vinyl? I do. Okay. I do. So, so you've got love all it. four. Yep, you've, you've got all four, it. Jimmy. All right. I love yep. it. See, see, my vinyl collection is not anywhere near y'all's. I mean, I'm, I'm, my, I'm a, a novice on that level. I, I have a lot more CDs than I have anything else. Uh, yeah. So, so my answer is is an easy Pink Floyd and the Eagles. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Those are just. Yep. I mean, I've, I've I've got them all. Uh, several on vinyl as well, uh, picking shoes. But but as far as CDs go, I do have all their studio albums and. Uh, Endless Endless River, even up to the Endless River. Right. Uh, I, I bought it. Uh, I'll reserve opinion. And, and uh, did you buy the Roger Waters? And did you buy their uh, solo stuff later on? Uh, a couple here and there. Uh, yeah. I've got. Um, I have the pros and cons of hitchhiking, and um, yeah, what's that first Gilmore album? I can't remember what it's called now. Because that's what uh, I think. Some of that stuff's uh, good too. You know. Uh, but like the the endless river though it, it's it's okay it's it's almost like like shine on your crazy diamond esque all of it sure but without the lyrics so to me a, the, those good long uh, Pink Floyd tracks where you have those great instrumentals they build up to where the lyrics kick in like if you think of echoes you know there's those oh, yeah. long sections and then you know boom you know the albatross comes flying in you know that that, that sort of thing whereas the endless yeah. river doesn't have those lyrics coming in. It's just, uh, and then it goes back down. Yeah. So it's like yep. it's, it's great to fall asleep to. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Background. Oh, that's probably in the liner notes. <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah, I saw a critic wrote that. Great to fall asleep to. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the Pink Floyd. I mean, I got it all back down to Piper at the Gates of Dawn, Saucer Full of Secrets, Uma Guma. Adam Hart, mother, all, all those crazy early albums that yeah, are. Yeah, that's what my brother had one that I yeah. didn't. Really, it's one where they're sitting in the diner and it says, "Please pass the marmalade, the marmalade, the marmalade, the marmalade." Okay, Alan, psychedelic breath. That's it. I'm going. I'm yes. going, dude. What are you listening to? But then when, <laughs> later on, when the other stuff came out, yeah, like, but okay. your brother smoked a lot of pot. Then, yeah, too, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we won't go there. <laughs> So I, I also have all of Pink Floyd on vinyl, CD, MP. Uh, yeah, I, I, Pink Floyd is, is one of my all-time favorites. So uh, the the regular suspects, uh, Beatles, uh, Zeppelin. Um, uh, I've got The Police, all of their albums as well. Okay. Um, yeah, they haven't been mentioned at all. Yeah. Yep, I love The Police. Speaking of rhythm sections, how come nobody yeah. mentioned? Yeah, I, yep, 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 I was yep. going to say, Sting and Copeland, yeah. It, it, he, yeah, he, and, he, he's one of my favorite drummers too. He's awesome. I mean, that's, that's it. you know, and, uh, uh, dire straits. I've got all of theirs on, on vinyl. Um, it, oh, Al nice. and I were just talking about this the other day, the brothers yeah. arms, my, my, my vinyl copy sounds horrible. I, and, and Al said, uh, that, uh, Mark Knopfler wanted to record the latest and greatest no. technology, no. which was digital at the time. So is, is that a reason why the, the vinyl doesn't sound as uh, good most as the, likely. The MP3, that's possible. And then uh, also, uh, I don't know if you guys are going to give me credit for this, but Derek and the Dominoes. Derek and the oh. Dominoes. One, they had one, they had one, one album. Yeah. Come on. No, that's, no. No, no, well, no. What about the live album? Do you have that? I, I do not. 
Okay, that's nope. But nope, here, here, here's here's another fun fact. Here's another fun fact. Did you know Derek and the Dominoes were the the band that played with George Harrison on All Things Must Pass? It did and um, so does stole, that count as a Derek and the Dominoes probably album? Because attributed they, to some they, of the behind the scenes wife issues of yes, oh, yes. and <laughs> um, the Delaney and Bonnie albums as well were, okay. were Derek and the Dominoes. Nice. Yep. yep, and and obviously Dwayne Allman influenced that that album tremendously. So, um, yep, 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 sure. yep. So I, th- I think that's uh, I, I'm very close in Van Morrison. My dad was a diehard, um, but if you look at Van Morrison's discography, it is exhaustive. Oh, it's yeah. immense. Yeah. A lot yeah. of albums there. Yeah. Yep, I think I, I'm just missing uh, the the last few uh, that have come out. He's still oh, releasing an album ask, every year. I was going to ask you. So you even still have the 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 later ones that when my dad passed in 2011 i made it a point to go out and get every van morrison oh. album ah, so, that's cool. um, tribute yeah y- yep 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 so <laughs> I, I have fallen off on the last last couple but it, it's because he he really is he's still just cranking them out the, the yeah. two two albums a year sometimes it's wow. nuts Damn. i had yeah. i had no idea yeah, yeah. So and, same uh, with Neil Young. I, I, Neil Young is still yeah. cranking them out too. So. Uh, does Neil Young still True. own Lionel Trains? I know f- at one time he had bought Lionel Trains out because he had mm-hmm. a handicapped son and they liked playing with trains. So he had enough money to buy. They were going to close up Lionel Trains. So I don't know if he still owns or not. Now, see, I have to do a no Google idea. search. That's, yeah. That's- Okay, who's up for next? What you got, Doug, for your last question? Uh, mine was your favorite jam. I have two things like like a favorite song and then an actual jam session. I'll go ahead and I'll I'll tell you that probably my favorite song that like if I want to walk into a wedding party or something they want to intro me or whatever would be Crazy Train Ozzy. Uh it was kind of the story of my life, you know what I mean? Uh but as far as my favorite jam, if I'm sitting there just wanting to listen to some guys jam out, that would be the Outlaws' uh, "Green Grass and High Tides." Oh, that's a good answer. That's what uh, I really like. That just a jamming, you know. Yeah, that's that's a great great track. That's a track I had never heard of until Guitar Hero. Oh wow! Yeah, which yeah. I will openly admit, yes, I played a lot of Guitar Hero. It was a fun fun game, uh, but but the. Uh, yeah, trying to play that song on well, guitar nine hero. minutes, yeah, <laughs> nine minutes and forty eight seconds. So I, I couldn't have put it in my long favorite long song, but it was really close. Yeah, you know? but yeah, as far as a jam, I like that. They've got a good version of uh, Ghost Riders on the Sky too. Oh yes, yeah, that's another yeah. good yeah. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure what you were going for with this question, so I actually have two answers as well. Uh, my first is. Uh, as far as a, a jam session, which is uh, kind of a cheat, but it's it's uh, Cortez the Killer. It, it's from a, a live thing with uh, Grace Potter and Joe Satriani. Oh, called okay. the, it was mm. a, a, from a, a, an award show called the Jammies. Oh, and uh, yeah, and they and there's also a, a trumpet player who's famous, but I forget his name. But that song is is phenomenal, and just Grace mm. Potter. If, if you're not familiar, she's another great vocalist. That, seen her a couple times and she's really really good and then towards the end everybody else kind of trails off and joe satriani just takes like the last three minutes himself and just jams yeah yeah he's awesome Mm -hmm. yep and and then my other one was uh get ready by rare earth the uh 23 minute version 
it, it's, it, it's quite long, but I, I love listening to it because you got some really amazing drum solos in the middle and and some others. But it's a I don't know if it was recorded live or not. There's like some conspiracies that they piped in the crowd noise. Oh, well, <laughs> like yeah, like Kiss Alive, like Kiss Alive, one, yeah. two, and it three. Wasn't it's, really live. It's, yeah. It starts out a good minute and a half, two minutes of just kind of organ. Uh-huh. Yeah, with, with a little mm-hmm. bit of drums, and then eventually, because mm-hmm. I think they were on the Motown label themselves, where Earth was, but they then eventually it starts into with it, it changes to dun, 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 and then the crowd yeah. goes nuts. Yeah. So it's yeah. it's really a good yeah. uh, a, a good jam session. Yeah, yeah. if you but you got to sit. That's twenty three minutes long for that one. Yeah, right, right. So I didn't know. I thought like you were going for like jam, like a like a rock and tune. So. Basically anything off Soundgarden's Bad Motor Finger again. Oh me. yeah, and yeah. then and then I just put the title track from Smoke. Uh, that's I, I always listen to that thing. I don't know something about that song just gets me like moving and ready to do stuff. I, I got I got one that people might want to look up, and it's a group that Al probably knows, and that's Honky Toast, and they had oh yeah, uh, uh, Shaking and a Bacon. Yeah. And that is a that is a jamming tune, and uh, I actually like the CD, but probably you know they probably didn't sell very many. But that is a I come into work one time and my boss is like, "Why are you so happy?" I said, "Oh, I just love this song." And I was out you know working in the hot sun and I was jamming to that tune. And you know when I told them the words to some of the songs, they're like, uh, "Okay." <laughs> you know what I mean? So, but but it's a jamming tune. It makes me happy. But you know, uh, that was just something that popped in my head when Al was talking about the yeah. other there. So it, it's hard to pick a favorite, but that's a good jam. Yeah, for sure. Now I, I struggled with this one too, so I have two answers. I actually text Al and I said, "Does he mean jam band or does he mean your favorite song?" You yes. Know? So um, I originally thought jam band, so I'm thinking Grateful Dead. Right. Uh, fish, you know that 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 type of thing. So when I thought that, I, I said Almond oh, Brothers, Jessica. Oh, well, um, yes, yeah. yeah. That, that, that's what I think of when I think of uh, a jam band. That, that song is just they're definitely be- a jam beautiful. band. Yeah. Gives you the feels. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So, um, but personally, uh, and I'm going to sound like a broken record here. The Punk and the Godfather by The Who off of Quadrophenia. That yeah. song is just perfection. When I when I think of The Who. When I think of bass guitar, John Entwistle's tone, um, that, that's the song I go to. Um, that, that Pete and, and John are having a conversation with their instruments in the song. Yeah. Um, it's just like, like almost a war at the beginning. They're, they're going just back and forth. It, it's just, there's something about that. And, and obviously Keith Moon, um, he's just an animal in that, that one too. So yeah. that's, it, it, if, if we're talking jam as song, that one, it, it, Al said, think of a song that gets you riled up. That's the one you're exhausted at the end of it. You yeah. Know? That, yeah. That, that song just does it for me. So it's a good one. It, and my first thought was jam band as well. And my favorite jam band is outside of classic rock, which is OAR. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you ever listen to them, I, I love it when a band can take a, a two minute or a three minute song on their album and turn it into 10 minutes live. I love seeing that. Right. Well, I've seen I've seen OAR in concert as well. Used, used to be big into Dave Matthews OAR that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. So yeah, I'll take the next one. Uh, what's a classic rock guilty pleasure of yours? You know, something that's kind of universally panned, but but you enjoy it. Okay. Yeah, see, I never I never could get I never understood like the guilty pleasure thing. 
to me, if uh, if you like it, I don't feel guilty about it. <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 just I think that's why he's. Uh. I think that's why he tacked on universally panned. So <laughs> you you appreciate it yourself, but but the the yeah. the rest of the okay. world says. Oh, I'll, I'll go. I'll go with. Okay, so what I thought of was the album "The Big Price" from Honeymoon Suite. Any, oh, anybody remember Honeymoon I, Yeah, Street? I do. Yeah, I remember uh, seeing them at a I, fair, I, a state fair. <laughs> but, you know, but they were popular there for a little bit. They opened up for, I think, like Heart or somebody. Yes, the the, yeah, they, they did. Yep. And I, I, I still listen to that every once in a while. Yeah, uh, that's I, a good one. I, there, there's a lot of those groups that uh, you don't hear from, but. I mean that was that was good. I like that. And the uh, the album after that, called, I think it was called like Racing After Midnight or something like that. I like that one too. Right. And then right. poof, they're gone. I don't know. Yeah. What I heard something about like the guitar player got in a car wreck or something and hurt his hand or something, and then oh, there's a big lull. I don't know. It was, it was something like that a long time ago, obviously. But that'd be mine. Honeymoon Suite. So look look them up. That was yeah. Look them up. Do yourself a favor. I think that's you know, that's a good one. So I struggled with this one as well. I, I, I don't really have anything that I'm ashamed of, but universally panned. Um, I dig other, other than the Billy Ray Cyrus. First yeah, that, that, <laughs> he was five. Let's give him a break. Hey, that, that that album sold like hotcakes. <laughs> that, that, that song is huge. Uh-huh. But so did yeah. WAP. That, that's so, that's so and, and Millie Vanilli, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I dig Ringo Beatle tracks. Um, I, I don't, uh, I don't skip over them ever. Uh, with a little help from my friends, don't pass yeah. me by. Uh, Octopus's Garden. What goes on is an amazing song. So I, I just, uh, I, that was the best I could think of. I know Ringo is usually not considered the. The greatest beetle of all time, but um, no, I, I, I mean, he's straight, he's straight got forward new rock. stuff too. I mean, yeah, yeah, I, I like he, this one, but he's got new stuff too, and, and he gets all these superhero guys to come in and play with him. They're just friends, and they want to jam with him. So there you go. No, that's yep. that's that's a guilt. That's a good thing. Yeah, yep. I like that answer. So that, that was that was the best I could think of, and and no no downplaying Ringo. He he's an all star. He's he's one of the the greats. So. But, uh, I think he's the highest paid. Um, I think he's the yes, highest paid. I, I read that too. Yeah, I read yeah. that too. If if you want him to play on the album, he's the most expensive drummer. There you go. I'll build off that, and it's it's a bit of a, a cheat, but uh, it's because it's not really an album. Uh, but the there's a movie, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, with yes, the oh. Bgs and Peter Frampton. Oh, so I love great. that movie. Oh, I love it to death. <laughs> Dude, I like the, you're the only person that liked it. I, I do like I do like the album it, and some of the it songs. It is so yeah. entertaining. It's oh, back in the day to take it's all. It, it, it was a massive attempt to put all these Beatles songs into some sort of cohesive story, and it's just so damn entertaining. And, and you, it got, you got George, George <laughs> Burns singing. Uh, I can't remember it now, but you know, just you got so much crazy shit going on. You got you got robots singing. You've got oh, Aerosmith yeah. as the villain at the end. Uh, the weather vane turns into Billy Preston. And it's there's just, definitely it's a lot of a, cocaine is a hell of a drug, and that's <laughs> what, you know what I mean. <laughs> and so they they made it as coherently as they could. Uh, yeah, they weren't all functioning on. 
on that. But it's, I, it's as classic rock as you can get with the who they've got in there and what they tried to do, and and I enjoy it, you, but yeah. nobody else does. Hey, you know what? That's yeah, no, I can see that. <laughs> That's definitely the definition of a guilty pleasure. <laughs> That's what. Right, there you go. <laughs> for for my guilty pleasure, I was telling you uh, when we were talking about Weird Al, uh, I went and saw two of his concerts, and they were excellent concerts. You didn't have to worry about any fighting or anything like that. Uh, but I'm going to have to go. I've got I've got two, and that is the Ramones. Because they they got panned by the critics, and I really like the Ramones. And then another group that musically they suck, but I loved their attitude growing up, and that's the Sex Pistols. And mm-hmm. I would uh, I I throw those songs in, and a lot of the stuff didn't make it to the radio for obvious reasons. But uh, I I like that. I guess the Sex Pistols album would be kind of like Appetite for Destruction uh, before uh, Guns N' Roses because it was pretty much attitude. attitude. All attitude yeah. yeah, all attitude, and it might not sell records, and it definitely had them banned uh, almost everywhere. I mean, they were really <laughs> they were really in trouble with their government. And I've tried and to listen to the Sex Pistols, and, 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 and you're right. I mean, not, not necessarily guilty pleasure, like as far as – I mean, they're, they're just like the Ramones. Over time, they've gotten their due. You know, yeah. there's they, they've been deemed very influential. You know, them and like the Clash and others. And it's just, but I've I've tried to listen to Sex Pistols. I just it doesn't resonate well, with me. I can't well, can't get to it musically. Musically, it's raw. No, they, they yeah, musically they suck. It was the attitude. I mean. Sid Vicious didn't even know how to play the bass, but he could cut himself with a glass bottle and it sold albums and, you know, yeah, yeah. and, but it's just, just attitude. But, you know, the Ramones and the Sex Pistols at the time were kind of he- the head of the schedule, the only, uh, or head of the punk scene. The only other group that I think predated them was the band called Death. That was the three African American brothers. Uh, yeah. that, that uh, sat there and jammed out in their um, bedroom. Great album. And um, if you haven't heard of them, it's uh, a band called Death. They, I think, were the originators of punk rock. And then it went to, I think they were out of uh, Michigan. I think it was Detroit, Michigan. Their dad was a preacher. And uh, uh, the people would be walking past their house and it was just so obnoxiously loud uh, and they said, you know, what are you guys playing? Because it wasn't what they were used to. It definitely wasn't Motown. And one of their songs is basically people knocking on the door, uh, you know, telling them to turn it down or what's going on in there. And they made a song out of it. But uh, uh, there was a, a death. The singer uh, uh, died. And the two brothers, they still go out every once in a while. I saw a documentary on them and they still go out every once in a while, mm-hmm. but it's a band that a lot of people didn't know about. But I think if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't have Ramones or Sex Pistols or even any of the punk bands that uh, like it or not, they, you know, have pretty much, I mean, they, it was a short lived thing. It was like disco, you know, where it was a short lived thing. And maybe well, something that's what that I learned thing. recently in my bits of research for, from, upcoming animal uh, animals episode is that uh apparently there's like a one-sided rivalry between sex pistols and pink floyd 
where oh, yeah. Sid Vicious even had a I hate Pink Floyd shirt and he was photographed yeah. with it and wore it in concerts and yeah it said I it said Pink Floyd and then he wrote in Black Sharpie I I hate <laughs> on top Roger of Waters was asked about it and he's and his answer was kind of like who like, yeah exactly. well, to, to be we fair care. I, I think the Sex Pistols had uh, other bands had problems with them because even Queen uh, Freddie Mercury. Uh, was going to get into it with Sid Vicious, but Sid Vicious actually backed down. So that's, you know, mm. uh, and they were totally anti-music establishment. And yeah. you have um, the Sex Pistols, I think that was part of the stick, I, you know. Yeah, it was. It, the- you know, to sell albums and stuff. You know, they yep. pissed off the queen. They pissed off everybody. They couldn't stay in hotels. They couldn't, you know, the record albums would pick them up and drop them right away. They didn't want their albums made. You know, they would give them some money and buy the things and somebody would buy them out. And it was just a, it was just amazing that they got an album out. Yeah. So who's the singer, Sid Vicious or Johnny Rotten? Johnny Rotten. And Johnny Who's Rotten, Sid Vicious? Uh, Johnny he was Rotten. the bass player. Okay. Yeah, he was the second bass player. The first player, uh, first bass player, got out, but he's still alive. And him and the guitar and drummer are doing uh, a documentary. But um, was it Glenn Glenn Matlock? Was that the guitar uh, or it, it is Glenn, but I can't remember Mat- Matlock. I think but he like was that. definitely. You can't tell him he, he's not a phenomenal guitar player. He was a none punk guitar player. No, none of them were. Yeah excellent or you know probably beyond high school uh band capabilities but it was the attitude yeah it was all an attitude at a certain place in a certain time yes yeah things were really downtrodden in england and there was no future and so they wrote a song about it and played it and they're doing a documentary and johnny rotten wasn't even asked to be in it then he was going to sue the company, the rest of the bandmates, and they own the rights to his name and everything. So he yep. can't even, he wasn't invited into it and he can't make a rebuttal. A lot of bands did that. They sold their, all their rights to everything because the they yeah. needed money when they were broke. And yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it was actually Bruce Springsteen just sold his for 500 yes, million. 500 Holy million. Holy cow. That is believe, insane. And, and Motley Crue got, uh, what, 150 million for their catalog. And, you know, you hear. Um, did Neil, Young, did my Neil heart. Young sell his? You, you hear. I don't think he ever will. There was the whole Paul McCartney and uh, Michael Jackson battle for a while. Oh, yeah. 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 Because Michael Jackson brought the Beatles catalog. (laughs) Because Paul McCartney told him that this is how he was making money because Paul McCartney was buying all the artists' material. And so (laughs) Michael, in his wisdom, uh, sat there and bought all the Beatles stuff. So he kind of stabbed them in the back, you know. I, I, I think he may have bought them back after Michael Jackson died. Uh, I, I, I think so, too. Yeah, I yeah. think so, too. Can you imagine how much that will be worth? I mean, if Springsteen gets 500, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, you, I don't even know. I couldn't even put a number on it. Right. You know, a billion? I mean, <laughs> think about it. You know, the catalog you're not that too, they have. You're not too far off. Yep. Yeah. 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 It's crazy. <clears throat> 
Well, Alan, go ahead and take us into your last question. My last question is, uh, if you could go back in time to see a concert, who or, or and when or and what would it be? There is a correct answer to this question as well. <laughs> I, I agree. I, I agree. And that, that, that would be the, the Who live at Leeds, <laughs> wow. February 1970. Uh, so, not, okay. Isle, not Isle of Wight? <laughs> Steve, you'll appreciate this. Tommy in full at that concert. Now, uh, the vinyl record that they sold back in the day, uh, they, they cut out Tommy and gave you the rest of the songs. But they did indeed play from start to finish Tommy. I think that would be just a I've got a DVD of them doing Tommy, and I wonder if it's that show. I don't know. It's with it, it very well John Ed Whistle yeah. has the skeleton, you know, outfit well, he wore, on. He wore that a lot, though. He that, he yeah. wasn't the original. Yeah. Uh, that wasn't just one concert. He he wore that quite often. And uh, they do a great version of a quick one while he's away at, at that concert as well, which is one of my favorite Who songs. So, um Yep, I, I sound like again. Sound like a broken record. Yeah, I think you can tell who my my favorite classic rock band is. Well, I, that's a good Don't one. Argue I, I like there. that. Yeah. To think to go back in time, man. There's so many things, but I I I have two things because I didn't know if I'd go back in time to a band that the name of the band to see them or a festival. And for me, it. The festival would be the Us Festival in 1983. Yeah, because yeah. you had Judas Priest, Motley Crue. I mean, yeah. uh, Van Halen. Um, that Van Halen you got paid uh, one million dollars to do their set at the end. That was that was the big thing. Oh, that was the concert you mentioned in your show. Yes, yeah. yeah. So, and if you listen, nobody wanted to go Priest, on ahead of Van Halen. Exactly. Judas Priest. That was probably the best one that day. Yes, the best recording of of anything they ever did. And I think there was a. It was just like, um, everybody was playing very well, you know, at that time. And you know, I don't know if they were sober. I think there's a documentary about that on like HBO Max or something. The Us Festival. Oh, it's on. Boy, I'd have to look that up. But that yeah. that would be if I wanted to see one concert. But if I if I wanted to go back in time and see because of the death of Lemmy would be Motorhead. I never seen Motorhead oh, live, yeah. and I would have I would have loved to seen Motorhead. I'd probably my ears would still be ringing, but it would it would be awesome to yeah. you know to see them live. That would be good. I'd have to, yeah, that'd be great. And what about My you, take on uh, this answer is The Last Waltz by the band, November 25th, 1976. Yeah. Awesome, awesome choice. I consider yeah, that, I, too. I, I, it's, a, it's a concert I watch often, listen to it often. I mean, just the, the band playing yeah. all of their, their hits, but uh, the, the guest lineup just nails it with, you got Bob Dylan, mm-hmm. Neil Young, Dr. John, Van Morrison, Eric Clapton, Ringo Starr, it, the list goes on, and it's just a. That, I would have loved to have been in the show with that one. That version of uh, the night they drove old Dixie down it gets me every time with, yeah. with the horn section in there and everything, mm-hmm. and it's just like the the drum roll oh, and yeah. it comes in. It's like oh man, it's it's like they're just a little bit behind the beat. And it's just so killer that version. I just mm-hmm. I love that version. It sounds like it. that thing would be bigger than Woodstock. You just don't. You wouldn't have the piss and the 
massive weed. There's <laughs> <laughs> a great moment during further on up the road where the Eric Clapton's playing and starts out and Eric Clapton's got this intro solo that's that's phenomenal, but then he breaks a string. And oh. and he uh, he yells out Robbie, and he turns around, and Robbie Robertson just with, with a, a guitar that's completely differently tuned, but just cuts right into the same solo, and he oh, continues wow. on while Clapton gets a new guitar, and seamless, oh, and just wow. I mean, and these are just, these are guests, with the, yeah. Oh, it's it's, yeah. it's phenomenal. And you know, for years that the the Neil Young part where they had to. Um, Go in and digitally erase the coke. The yep. coke that was in it. There was like a, a white boulder in his nose. Comes out and you can see it. It'll yeah, see yeah. It. It'll hang in there. Yeah, that was crazy. Um, mine. So mine was. Um, I just. I went a little bit more personal. I guess. Um, mine was Guns and Roses opening for the Cult, September fourth, nineteen eighty-seven, because I could have went and. Yeah. Nobody wanted to go with, and I didn't want to go by myself. I played it. San Diego, San Diego State, San Diego State University open uh, air. This? this was this was Guns and Ro- Roses opening for the Cult. Yeah, the Cult was, was awesome. Yeah, they had this Fire was in '87. Yeah, the Cult has a lot of hits. Yeah, it was. Uh, they were touring. Yeah, they were touring on electric on the she electric smells, album. Uh, yeah. Just sanctuary, range, sanctuary, yeah, and rain, and they they just had a lot of songs. I would have went with you, but I was busy in second grade. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the cool uncle would have took you out of school, and uh, yeah, and and flew you to San Diego. Yeah, yeah. I gotta say, I did almost change my answer after our previous conversations, though, to to be able to sit in that that early tour where you had. Uh, like Doug was saying, Elvis Presley, Jerry Lee Lewis, oh Roy Orbison, yeah. Johnny Cash. Yeah. During, during that particular, I don't One know, of those that two prepackaged type tours that they yes. used to have. Yeah. Yep. Caravan, they, Caravan they, of they, Stars they, or whatever. They'd come into they your town and, and you'd hide your women. Mm-hmm. And that would have uh, been cool. You know. They do like a 20 minute best of set, each one of them, and then. Go off and do their drugs and drink. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. And blow their shit up. They were, they, uh, back then you could buy dynamite at the hardware store and they were famous for going out and buying dynamite and throwing it out windows and blowing shit up. So, uh, Johnny Cash got arrested for that one time and, uh, he just got, he just had to spend the night. But they were just having fun, drinking too much. And, you know, people want to ruin Pull your buzz. Yeah. Never happens. Well, one, one thing I almost <laughs> picked also was the uh, the Freddie Mercury tribute concert from 1992. Oh yeah, yeah, that was good. Yeah, that was really yeah. good. So you had you had Metallica in there and Guns N' Roses doing their own personal songs, but then you had all these other great artists singing Queen tunes: Roger Daltrey, uh, Robert Plants, uh, George Michael, uh, Elton John. I mean, so many. I can, I can remember even the first Farm Aid. Uh, where Sammy Hagar and Eddie Van Halen came yeah. out, but they had, you know, uh, uh, Mellencamp and Willie Nelson and yep. things like that. It was just a, a really good. I could have went to that. I could have went to that too, <gasps> but uh, I got in trouble like the week before because I was out drinking, right? And and my parents how grounded me and would not let me go to that, and I I still. I still bring that up every once in a while. And they still don't know them. what they did. 
The first yeah. farm aid. I couldn't have went to oh. the first farm aid. Yeah, that's awesome. It and wasn't my it. fault that I was out. Next time I see Aunt Carol, I'll give her crap about that. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Heck yeah. Oh, well. Live and learn. I like to say I learned a lesson from that, but I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Back at it the next week. Yep. You're a trooper. Twice as hard just to piss them off. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) That's right. Well, if we want to, we can go into that extra uh, extra question we didn't get to. What's your favorite live album? That's cool. Um, I'll I'll go. Um, Yeah, go ahead on that. So mine was, I was in, um, I think it was, I think it was sixth grade. Um, this a buddy of mine, Larry Larry Medeiros was his name. He brings this album in. <clears throat> he's like, oh, I don't really like this. You want to listen to it? And of course, you know, I'll listen to anything once, right? So he gives it to me, and it's Queen Live Killers. Oh, and it's wow. like that launched me on my whole Queen loving path. Yeah. And then I went I went back. And then I like listened to News of the World, which was at Steve was at your dad's house um, all the time. I would listen to it all the time. Every time I go over there, and I was over there a lot. So yeah, I'll blame you there. for the scratches on that vinyl. <laughs> yeah, it's right, it's, it's prob- right over there. A lot of, a lot of love good songs. it. Love that song. The song it's it's late is one of my favorite songs. It's like the next to last song on side two. Love that song to to this day. Still play it all the time. And so, yeah, that it, that album, it was a freebie, complete freebie, which is the best kind. Right. And, um, yeah, he just was like, ah, I don't really like it. Like, okay. Checked it out. Loved it. Loved it. Played the shit out of that thing. Cool. cool. So I don't have the exact copy because, you know, you I, I go through stages where I sell all my vinyl back <laughs> and then I end up buying it all back again, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I still, I have a copy, but not that original copy, Cool. So that's mine. So this may uh, go back to our, our original question. I don't know if he's really considered classic rock, but we've been talking about him quite a bit. So Van Morrison, it's too late to stop now. Oh, okay. Um, okay. He he sounds just as good mm-hmm. as the the studio albums on on this live album. Uh, it, mm-hmm. it, it's it's crisp, clean. Um, he's one of those guys that if the crowd cheers in the middle of a song, he'll say thank you in the middle of a, a verse or, oh, yeah. or chorus. So I thought that was pretty neat too. But um, uh, I went to see him in 2009 with my dad at the Chicago Theater. Oh, and wow. um, he opened awesome. with Wild Night, which is one of my favorites from him. Uh, yeah. Little Honey. So um, the best part of the concert. So he's in the middle of a song and he drops the microphone and walks off the stage. And that was the end of the concert. The band, the band, the, the, the band finished the song. They they played it out. But when band was done, he was he he was done. Axel and Rose that, was like that. Axel yeah. Rose was like that. Yeah. There you go. So yep, that, that's that's rock and roll. So yeah. I don't care if he's considered classic rock or not. Have band you heard Morrison the version of, of Caravan from The Last Waltz? I have not. No. Nope. So you're familiar with the song Caravan, right? Yes, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. And actually, I've seen I've seen the Last Waltz. Yeah. So yeah, so, I, so his, I've heard it. It's been. I a heard while, that I version first from the Last Waltz, which is one of my favorite tracks on that entire album. He, he just there's so much energy the way he does it. And he gets the band you know kicking in the background, and and then you hear the studio version, and wow, this is. This is completely sure. different. It was just yep. a, a, a whole different different song. Some and bands I are like that. 
Yeah. So that would be your favorite album. So that'd be your favorite live album then, The Last Waltz. Uh, it, it could it could be, um, but I, I keep leaning back towards uh, Eagles Live. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. Uh, it, it, my my dad had uh, Eagles Live on cassette. Yeah, and, and uh, I, I would I would mow my lawn, you know, on, on ride lawnmower with a little Walkman, and I would listen to Eagles Live over and over. It's again. the one. It's the one with the road case, the red road case, yep. right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's so, got the embossed. Um, like the edges, you can feel it are raised, and mm-hmm. yeah, I remember yeah, that. Album. It's sure. it, it's kind of a just a which most live albums are a greatest hits. So a lot of their yeah, deeper that's tracks, really that's where I heard them first, like Doolin Dalton and others, and yeah, and, Seven, and Bridges Seven Bridges Road, Bridges Road is, super, is on there, super good. Yeah, yeah. So that's all from that Eagles live album. It's just it's it's easily a a favorite. Uh, I've got two. One is the quality of the live sound is. Not that good, but it's still popular. And the other one, I like the sound quality of. But uh, Cheap Trick Live at Budokan was the one oh, that yeah. um, I listened to. And uh, I would watch my brother and sister. And I would just, uh, in the summer, mom and dad would have me watch them. And I would just jam that out. You know what I mean? So uh, Live at Budokan it was uh, one of my favorites. But as far as clarity and stuff, it's... You know, I've got worse. I got an Anthrax album, Bring on the Noise, and they should have uh, not brought it out. I'm a, I think a radio <laughs> station or something did. I think they literally had two microphones, and you can't understand anything. And so that was definitely out. Not that I don't listen to it, but you can't yeah. listen to it loud because the speakers distort so bad. So you're just like, yeah. and Anthrax is not easy, uh, easy listening music. You know what I mean? But the one, the live album that I liked that I really, uh, the sound quality besides the, the reverb on the guitar, but it's very clear would be, um, Ted Nugent's double live gonzo. And um, that Ted Nugent is a phenomenal guitar player and he did um he kind of did the hendrix thing with the feedback and all that stuff well he was friends with Jimi hendrix you got to remember that these oh yeah yeah a lot of those guys like he says he never does drugs or alcohol because all his friends are dead you know but that double live gonzo you had um where he, he would talk in between and things like that. And my, he'd do a spill. It wasn't political spill then, but it was uh, uh, fun, loving, get the crowd going and the crowd's cheering and everything. But uh, Stranglehold Live, is that's about a nine-minute song. That could have been a, yeah. a long one too, yeah. but man, yeah, that's that a song guy, that doesn't get enough credit. Yeah, It's, it's phenomenal. You see it in concert and it's one guy playing an instrument that sounds like a whole, a whole thing. And Ted Nugent had um, so many songs. Everybody knows him from cat scratch fever. Well, that, that song is yeah. lame. You know what I mean? That, I mean, that, that for one of his songs, sweet boon tang. You, no, that's, a, that's one of the greatest love songs ever made. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, I, I think that double live gonzo, as far as quality of the recording and everything, and you'll hear the fireworks and stuff go off, not like the yeah. fake kiss stuff. Uh, but, uh, uh, but the clarity of instruments, even though, his uh, guitar is guaranteed to blow the balls of a charging rhino at 50 paces, I think is what he says. And his guitar, yeah. play, you know, refuses to play sweet shit, you know. 
And uh, if people want to get mellow, they can just get the F out of the the auditorium yep. because he was that's there he to says. to to rock your socks off. And I believe that's as far as a live album, I think that one's with clarity. I'll have to listen to the Van Morrison. I don't uh I don't think the piano gets distorted, but uh Ted Nugent really played onto that. Remember when VH one had like pop up video? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I saw once where they were doing uh, the damn Yankees high enough. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good eighties ballad. You know, just or nineties. I don't know when they came out with the damn Yankees, but there was Ted Nugent was doing his own thing on the set. Yes. Uh, so yeah, the guy from Sticks, I can't remember his name. Tommy uh, Shaw. No, uh, Tommy Shaw. Yeah, Tommy, Tommy Shaw. Shaw. Tommy Shaw. He, he was the lead singer, so he's all serious in the video. Yeah. And then there'll be a little pop up in a in an arrow saying. Incoming Ted. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, Ted, Ted Nugent will like crash the stage. He'll play a couple <laughs> licks and he'll like leave the stage. And while Tommy Shaw is still trying to play it serious. And it went through the whole video doing that. That's the way uh, I saw him in concert. Uh, they opened up for um, Bad Company and Howie was, uh, was it Howie? Ho- Howie uh, was playing, oh, uh, was singing. Uh, Howie uh, or Howie, Howie was singing. Jimmy, he just passed yeah. away. He just passed away uh, about six months ago, but uh, it was the Holy Water tour, I think. Uh-huh. And um, yeah, that uh, was at Civic Center. I saw that. Well, this this one was in, um, or was it the um, well, Bloomington? This that was, was in, in Bloomington. Yeah, Bloomington. And I'll tell you what, it was when we were first going into uh, Iraq, and Ted Nugent was. Uh, it was very. I never seen an American flag that big. It was the whole stage. I mean, it was just huge and everybody was cheering and he was calling Saddam Hussein a little pissant and, you know, uh, basically he busted out with stranglehold and, uh, it, it was just awesome. And then, like you said, the other guys who were rockers played more serious and he's running around and he lays on the stage. He's doing a solo and it's like he, he uh, leaned too far back, fell on his back, and he just kept on jamming. And the guitar player and everybody grabs legs and grabs behind, and he's sitting there jamming. They walk him behind the curtain, and you could just hear him just just wailing the shit out of his guitar. And then he comes running back out on stage, and they're trying to chase him down, and he's just he, – well, he's the Motor City Madman. I mean, he used to <laughs> ride, he used to fly in on a with wearing a loincloth – and uh, you know, and just go bombastic. His concerts were really good. I've seen him a few times, and uh, you know, sad to say, I saw him at a, a state fair when there was only a couple guys, and then I seen him. Well, at, at Peoria, there was a lot of people at one of the bike rallies, and yeah, uh, they actually brought the the singer from Attaboy Dukes actually came in, and he passed away, I think, last year. So all these classic guys are, you know. Yep. About the end of their run, you know. Yeah, but Ted Nugent's still out there, you know, playing probably 70, 80 shows a year. Is uh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I know that. Yeah. He takes a lot of time off to hunt, and that's what he, you know, he's got enough money. He don't have to worry about it. All right. Gets through all the questions. I'm going to. Yeah. The Beach Boys not mentioned once. Oh. And uh, I like, you're not or, the, once. or the monkeys. I, or the doors. Oh my yeah, gosh! Yeah. No, no doors, doors, no doors. And see the monkeys out there. Mike Nesbitt just passed away. Too. Yeah, that's the right. Kinks. So there's only the one left. Yeah, the Kings, huge. Yeah, 
You mentioned the Kinks. You said Ray Davies. Like Ray Davies, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Jethro Tull. How about Jethro Tull? Uh, yeah. Rock and flute. I don't know. Steely uh, Dan. Well, that's um, that's a, that's a one of those bands that I didn't like at the time because I thought they were way too slick. But yeah. now I listen to them quite a bit. I got the double live album. And I, I just can't buy to a thrill. It. Is still one of my favorites. Who, who, who did you mention after the Beach Boys? Because I. I I like the Beach Boys too, but there we was said the, the we didn't mention monkeys. the Beach Boys. We didn't mention the Monkeys, the Doors. Oh, um, the Doors! This is the end. Was yeah. I was thinking of doing that as my favorite long song. This is I the had end. That on was, was a good I one had too. That on my list too. Yeah, I thought what, that was too easy. When the when the Doors were on, they were they were great. But when they're but there's some there's yeah. some songs that are kind of unlistenable at times. Yeah. Well, yeah. you have to be stoned. And that's what, you know, or, or, you know what I mean? I mean, it's just one of the, they were, uh, you know, when they come up, this sounds great. And then the next day they're like, what the hell? Well, they can't all be winners. Yeah. And I did get to see the, the beach boys at Bonnaroo, which was real nice. Uh, nice. It was, uh, that's awesome. it was, uh, largely, you know, the, the remaining beach boys members and a fantastic backup band. Yes. You know, but still just to be able to see, you know, Brian Wilson, you know, singing God only knows. I mean, just wonderful. And I would, I would say they were classic. I, you know, I don't know oh, yeah. blues. I mean, but I definitely, I think well, that sounds is a fantastic yeah. album. I mean, there's just yeah. no, I mean, it's, it's not for everybody, but it's still a great album. I heard Charles Manson loved it. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but yeah. Who else did we not mention as far as classic rock staples? I'm trying to think of da- David Bowie. Oh, how old was David yeah. Bowie? That would, yeah, yeah. yeah. Several people have said that Ziggy Stardust is like they're, you know, almost they brought it in, but but that's a that's a deep one to talk about, and they may not have the you know the knowledge to back it up. You know, it's a great album, but there was always another album that they had more knowledge of. Velvet right. Underground. Oh yeah, yeah, Velvet Underground. But I, I would think that's, that's another almost, Sex Pistols type. Yeah, band. that's I, that's I mean, exactly what Sonic it, Youth yeah. and all those. I don't know if they're classic because I really don't know. I, I my guilty pleasure was the Ramones and the Sex Pistols, but I I don't put them as classic rock really. Uh, now Ramones did have um, you know Take Over the Airwaves and. Uh, uh, What's a, they had a couple songs. If they slowed down, they can do it. But they were just. But then again, they did bring something to the table that might stand the test of time. As far as like Bits Cleek Bop, I, it was on a kids' mm. cartoon, and you know, I mean, there were some things I'm going. Uh, when Led Zeppelin is selling Cadillac station wagons, and um, they played, uh, mm. what was it? Uh, the Hellion, Judas Priest, the Hellion to sell uh, Chrysler minivans a few well, years back. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the jungle. They just they're selling Nissans now. So. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to. I mean, some of these things. Those guys, when they were thinking of it, uh, weren't thinking that they were going to be selling uh, laundry soap and and no, things like take that. Money for it though. Hell yeah, and I don't. I don't. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, I'd be right there with them. Do you want to? Do you want to sell? You guys. Yes, I do. I was <laughs> how much? How much? Yep. Do you guys put uh, Billy Joel in the classic rock uh, um, era? I do. I would. 
it's like glass houses and strangers. I would say, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. man, innocent man. Yeah, yeah. E- ELO is another one we didn't mention. Yeah, uh, yep. that's a good yeah. one. Yeah. Do- Doobie Brothers. Doobie Brothers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Movie ELO, guys, that's another traveling Wilbury. Yeah, Jeff Lynn. Je- Je- Jeff Lynn was on uh, all of Petty's solo albums, right? Uh, pre- he's a producer and a collaborator often with, yeah. with Tom Petty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, because I, I always found that odd. Did, did Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, Tom Petty would do a solo album, but all the Heartbreakers were on it. Plus Jeff Lynn. So that, yeah. that makes it a solo album. I, I, I guess I, I, that confused me. Some people say you could even say that, um, full moon fever was like Wilbury's volume two ish. Sure. But it was more, you know, obviously Petty on the front. That's probably my, my favorite album from him. We didn't really mention um, like like groups like Deep Purple. Yeah, I think that's a, they, you know, they were huge. And um, oh god, Carlos Santana. Santana. Oh Santana, yeah. yeah. Santana, I mean yeah. that guy. Thin Lizzy. Yeah, Thin Lizzy. Yeah. 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 That definitely classics, man. This this list, like I said, we could we could talk forever, and it it took a lot just to try to narrow down something. Even if I said, you know what. I got to put down two or three because I can't, I cannot yeah. narrow it. We, we had um, multiple answers for, for many of these questions yeah. on, on my, yeah. on the live album too. I didn't want to be a one hit thing, but uh, you know, uh, Ozzy's uh, tribute to Randy Rhodes is a great um, album mm-hmm. with the drum solos and everything like that. And I, I really enjoyed that. The quality of the taping, I don't think, was as good as. I don't know the, where I got it, but I've got a, a version of Mr. Crawley with Randy Rhodes playing yeah. live, and it's yeah. it's a uh, it's one of those solos. That, there's two solos in the song, but they're they're very emotional because he just keeps going. It's off that live album, is it? Greg Satriani was a student I of bet. Randy Rhodes. Was he? Randy, Randy Rhodes was a classical music guitar player, and he was a he was a teacher of Satriani. So Is all that plane those, crash that got Randy Rhodes. Yeah, he he crash. actually his plane crashed into the tour bus. He was touring with Ozzy. Well, he was Ozzy's guitar player, and they were messing around and jacking they around did, with a private they plane. Did the, they were trying to do one of the, the wing dips. Well, yeah, wing it, dips, and, and, it, and it clipped the top of the tour bus. Oh, really? Yeah, and it and killed him. Uh, I mean, in, in history, you've had rock stars that died in plane crashes or bus crashes, but this or one was the double whammy. You know, this was totally, and it was right in front of Ozzy and Sharon. One of Sharon's best friends was on tour with them and uh, used to help her out with paperwork. She was in the plane too. So, and that was another shame because Randy Rhodes had so much more uh, guitar playing to go. You know, he he came up with like over the mountain. In one night, he told uh, Ozzy not to go out because Ozzy was constantly getting in trouble with the uh, alcohol and drugs and stuff. And he says, "Hey, why don't why don't you stay here and we'll 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 beat out a song? You know, we'll come out we'll come out with a song." And they did it in one night. And he kept he kept Ozzy uh, from getting in trouble, pissing at the Alamo or whatever. I mean, you know, Ozzy would walk around. Snorting a line of ants. Yeah. He'd walk around in a dress wearing a uh, German uh, helmet. You know what I mean? Not He was way out of his mind. But uh, they could come out with a good song like that in in a night. You know, doesn't, doesn't happen. Lightning in the bottle. And that guy come up with all kinds of cool riffs and stuff. And it was a shame that, uh, you know, 
that he was gone too soon. Who, do we miss anybody? Who, any, any more big names before it, we? Oh man, we could talk forever, dude. Elvis. Forever. I mean, Elvis. Chuck yes. Berry. Tell I us mean, about the scarf. I've got it right here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, you got it right there, ready. Pull it out. Well, I'm, I'm selling it, <laughs> dude. That is awesome. Yep my my aunt my aunt was in the front row at the 1976 uh, Champaign Illinois concert. Wow! And he handed it to her. Dave and you, you can see his, his makeup. Apparently, he he wiped it on his face. There are makeup stains on I, it. So I have I have a Does scarf. Smell like the going smell like ball sweat. <laughs> yeah, what's it's, going? It's it's brute. Uh, 1500 right now, but if we can find a picture of my aunt in the crowd, apparently there's a book about uh, Champaign, Illinois, about the concert itself. Oh, just wow. the Champaign, Illinois concert. And if, if there's a photo from the stage looking down, he said if we can point my aunt out, he can get it quite a bit more than that. Oh, that's than, awesome. Than that, so. The guy that's uh, going to do the Kiss episode, he started out in his entertainment career doing some Elvis impersonations. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. He's, he's a musician, actor, director now. Uh, but uh, no, he was young. Not to be nitpicky, but is Elvis classic rock or is he golden oldies? Well, I, I think uh, he's, he's got like, oldies. I, I think? think classic. I mean, he. See, I, 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 I but I would say classic because he's I think he's, smart. he's one that bleeds the oh. other way. Up to sixty. <laughs> up to sixty-eight, he was classic. After that, he was. Well, the uh, golden oldie. Was it the '68 or the '69? The comeback, comeback '68 yes. comeback special. That was that was the that was you, awesome. I'd, I'd go classic rock up till then. But then after but that, he was definitely like, doing the uh, blues. I mean, that's the thing. Sure, and he definitely. Uh, I think it stands the test of time. I mean, that's karate, what it, when the karate he, kicks and the jumpsuits come oh. in. <laughs> well, I'm out. I'm out. If, if Elvis counts, then Bob Dylan is a huge one that we missed. Oh, we missed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, traveling, traveling Will Barry yeah, we talked about, right. but, yeah. but and I, and I mentioned him for the last waltz. Yeah, you did okay, um, but I could talk about Bob Dylan for for days. I left him yeah. off intentionally because I thought folk music might not not make it to the classic rock. Oh no, I'll put him in classic rock. Yeah. Hey, hey, Al, what, what's the what's the best lyrics in rock and roll that uh, that Bob Dylan sings? Oh, the punk don't work because the vandals took the handles. Took the yeah. handles, yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's classic. my favorite line. Yeah, exactly. Cool. So, one of one of the letdown concerts of like a, we, we've got our legends list. You know, try to see as many legends as you can, and yeah, we got to, we got to see Bob Dylan here in Atlanta several years ago, and it, it wasn't great. He, yeah, it, he I, had just released a new album, and. Uh, I've never he seen kind of him. mumbled for an hour and a half, two hours, and it got to me. That's where he was doing was mumbling a lot, and there was a comedian that was making fun of of his mumbling, and he did an impression, and it was it was spot on. I thought, oh man, how sad because you, you, you could see throughout the crowd, everyone sitting, and and everyone was just like this, and you could see the glow of their phones. Uh, I mean, it, yeah. no one was into it at all. You you had people yelling, "You play Maggie's Farm." Yeah. Oh, I bet he loved that. Probably one of the most most covered artists in history. Uh, he's got to be up there if it ain't. I mean, his yeah. songs, everybody's done his songs. So I was going to say, he'd be one of the guys that could sell his, uh, mm. his properties hey, he's a, he's, for some money. You know? He's at a billion for sure. Too. Yeah. Like the Beatles oh, yeah. are at a billion villains there too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, a couple months later, we saw Paul McCartney and, uh, 
Paul McCartney, you know, I got winded just watching him. He's sprinting oh, up and down the stage. He's having a grand old time. He's playing all, amazing. The, all the great old Beatles tunes and, and his solo ones. And he's just like a 25-year-old kid out there. Oh, and Mick Jagger, I heard, is still uh, – a friend of mine sent some videos of a concert. Uh, I think it was in St. Louis just well, about a month ago or so. And mm-hmm. he was he was out running around and stuff, you know. Stretchy pants don't look good. Uh, <laughs> you know what I, mean? I, I would I would pay the money to see Paul McCartney again. I probably would not fork out the the money to ha- be able to afford Rolling Stones tickets, though. Well, I, I can't even imagine what they cost now. Al and I were just looking up Judas the Priest McCartney tickets. Were were definitely what, up there. What was the Judas Priest concert? Three hundred something dollars. Oh yeah, so Judas Priest has come to the Peoria Theater, which would be an awesome place to see him. Yeah, the balcony ticket was. 300 and some dollars. Eddie Vedder and, is playing in Chicago. And, same deal. 300 and that bucks. Was, yeah. That was like the cheapest one. Yeah. 300 yep. something. They they're going to price themselves out. Uh, I can remember I when think, I thought the, but, the only ticket I would pay, I would pay $140, $150 to see Van Halen uh, on their last tour with David Lee Roth. But, uh, you know. But I, paid, uh, I, I paid, I uh, paid, way way a lot of money for um when i was when i was dating michelle uh trying to impress her sure, sure. <laughs> uh, yeah took her to i had floor seats for roger waters when he did the wall in its entire oh, yeah yeah which was was phenomenal um but i mean i kind of wrote you know wrote checks i didn't have money for at the time sure uh, but it was it was worth it um but then recently we saw um uh elton john and oh, same, wow. same arena yeah. way high up and just about the same price. Uh, wow. I mean, well, I'll, was, t- I'll uh, tell you what. Know, t- Elton John tickets were crazy expensive. In 2003, I went to uh, Milwaukee for the Harley Davidson's 100th anniversary. And there was going to be a big name concert. So we get there and tickets were not bad because they were really trying to support all the bikers being there. And food was good and everything. And we're thinking, all right, man, who's this going to be? American band. It's got to be Aerosmith. It's got to be maybe Bon Jovi. I mean, you know, we don't know who it is. They drop the curtain and it's Elton John. And I'd say probably three-fourths of the bikers, we all sat there and go, this is bullshit, man. A dude from (laughs) England. You know what I mean? And and we actually walked out. Now I wish I kind of stayed. Oh, you put on a hell of a show. Yeah, I mean, that's what I could imagine. I mean, it's had all the flash and everything, but I was just like, I don't know. It just was like a letdown. He was just, he was at Peoria, too. He was uh, he played um, not too long ago at Peoria. Right, my dad in, saw him at the United Center last year or a year at before the United last Center, year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think he was in the uh, uh, the auditorium or whatever there. Not the, yeah, my, my dad keeps sending me selfies from these concerts he's going to in Chicago. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm at Elton John. Hey, I'm at Jackson Brown. I'm at James oh, Taylor. Wow. He's, yeah, he's going, I know, he's going to all of them. He's Extremely jealous. I was going to say, we didn't even, like, uh, the Big Bopper and some of those other guys that were popular in the 50s. That's golden oldies, I think. Now. Uh, yeah, I, think so I mean, that's what... 50 to 60 is golden oldie. Yeah. yeah. That's, my, that, that's what I would classify. Yeah, you mentioned Chuck what... Berry earlier, Luke. Yeah. I, I'd put him in, in the early rock. One of the pioneers. Little, absolutely. Little Richard. Little Richard. Little Richard, he was one of the 
big deal. You know, founders of rock and roll. Yeah, Chuck Berry was, I mean, he was still playing up until, I mean, he was old, 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 and and passed away. But he would go, I want $10,000. In a briefcase. They would $10,000 cash. They'd get some people, local people yeah, that would learn his songs. Band. Yeah. And he'd get up there, do his deal, get Boom, his money, hop back in the car and gone. <laughs> I mean, gone. that's. Speaking of older Chuck Berry's, you guys need to look this up when we're done here. Go to YouTube and type in Chuck Berry, John Lennon. So okay. uh, they 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 played a few songs together, and right. Yoko Yoko was there. Oh. And, uh, oh. She gets she gets up to the microphone in the middle of one of the songs and just starts going, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And Chuck Berry he jumps. He, he's he's scared when she said he's like, what? And I, I have seen that. I have seen that. Yeah. What in the hell did this girl just do? He, he was, yeah, he you know, I, um, not, not, it's not exactly like Chuck Berry, but I was at, um, like, uh, rock 106 used to have uh, hog roasts every year yeah. and you know, they'd have different bands come in. So I saw, I was there, I saw cheap trick was the main act. I see cheap trick roll up in a limo. They get out, they do 45 minutes. They get in the limo, uh, Boom, they're gone. It's just like Chuck Berry, but it's with their own musicians. I mean, it was literally, they roll up in the limo, they pop out, they do 45 minutes, boom, back to I got Rockford. A, I, got a Rick Nelson, <laughs> I got a Rick Nelson guitar pick from that concert. Uh, yeah, did you? Nice. I got up on my little... <laughs> so, yep. I, I have it in my wallet. And you know, throw those out like of, freaking gumballs or whatever. He would I, saw, I saw his... Uh, Throw Not Rick Nielsen, but the who's the uh, lead singer of Cheap Trick? Zander. Robin Zander. Zander. His daughter has a band. Um, oh yeah, I can't, I can't remember the name of it, but I I got to see them play at the Ninth Street Pub in uh, Peru or the South, one of the two. Yeah. It's like right there on the border. I think I've Peru. seen Cheap Trick five what? times, and but she's married to some. His daughter's married to somebody famous, or oh, I don't know, this would have been early two thousands when I saw him. So I mean, I, it's. Uh, they did a kick-ass version of Hey Bulldog. That's what I remember from that show. They, they, that was a really good version of that. Oh, okay. Oh, that's cool. Uh, Rick, Rick Nielsen recently, he was a guest on the Foo Fighters' Sonic uh, Highways album. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah. That was, we talked about that in, in the radio episode as well. That, that, that album is, like you said, it's very underrated. I, just I actually have that vinyl. I didn't realize I had it. I was looking through all my – with this podcast, I, I – you know, went through and let me see what I got. And I don't, didn't even remember buying that. I, I do too. Yep. Well, we should Ooh. probably close this out though. It's uh yeah, it, it's 1130 your time, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, go, go to bed. It's almost midnight. <laughs> Before we wrap this up, I'd like to steal the pitch moment and turn it around to myself. You can support music rewind by joining our Patreon. Patrons have the ability to access all the future episodes long before they are publicly available. So up there right now, as we record this, you've got our Metallica episode, the Radiohead episode, the Kiss episode, and soon will be the Sunny Day Real Estate episode. Uh, and as we move into season two, I'll be putting more finished episodes on there. I'm getting more, more people lined up. Uh, it's going to be a, a good, good transfer, and we've got more roundtables on the horizon. Uh, also, please take a moment to give us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser, Good Pods, anywhere that you do your listening. And lastly, please check out our sister podcast, Cinema Decon, 
On that show, I joined my friend Aaron Harned to overthink and deconstruct the great classic movies of the 80s, 90s, and 2000s, which is also available wherever you listen. Well, gentlemen, thank you. This has been a lot of fun talking all things classic rock with you, and uh, appreciate you doing this. Appreciate you having us. Yeah, thanks. It's a lot of fun. It's a good idea. And nice seeing you, Al. I did. It's it's been good to see everybody. Yeah. Great to see everybody. Thank you again for listening to Music Rewind. And as I always say, listen to the full album. Until next time. A podcast from the Sidereal Media Group. Back to you, anchors.